Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. back with you folks as we continue these uh, psalms, these songs in the night, songs in the day as we look at psalms, use them as devotions daily. And good morning to you, Stephanie. How are you this morning? I'm freezing, Doug. (laughs) So Stephanie's in her church in Indiana and she's freezing. There is. It's okay. I have a coat on and you know, there's an electric heater around there somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not judging you. I'd probably turn up the heat a little bit. Um, Oh, yeah, it's okay, you know. Yeah. I'm glad I'm glad we try to conserve through the week um, when the church isn't all in use, but it keeps you awake. You yeah, know? having that 50-degree room will wake you up. Anyway, here we go. We're in Psalm 51. Well, wait a minute. We, we need to catch up on some of the things going on in life. So for us, we'll give you an update so we can pick on someone else besides Stephanie. Um... Uh, we got the camp coming up February 1st to 5th right. at Southland Christian Camp. Contact us. We want you to be part of that. Please contact us as soon as possible. Uh, the facial hair keeps on coming in, Stephanie. You have to admit, it's getting kind of dashing now. You know, it's a. Uh, uh, I don't think Caleb and Emmeline would use that word. See, but... So she uses her kids to uh, pick on my beard. Uh, and uh, they do it all by themselves. So there's two <laughs> new books on Amazon right now. Stephanie's oh. ordered them. There's a teacher's book and a workbook to fill in the blanks. So you can do the teacher's book and know what the blanks are, or you can do a teacher's book and workbook and teach somebody else with PTSD. Run a group. So they're called Help for Wounded Spirits. And the author is Douglas Carriger, myself, C-A-R-R-A-G-H-E-R. So get out on Amazon and get one of those bad boys. I think they'll be a great blessing to people, uh, especially those looking to help train somebody and get through somebody, uh, get through to somebody with PTSD. And so that all being said, Stephanie, what do you have to say before we start the reading? Well, I would definitely encourage people to check out those books, um, you know, and, and and be careful not to say, oh, I don't, I know I don't have any of those issues. Um, you'd be shocked, quite honestly. And, and this particular book hits different, this Help from Wounded Spirit series covers some things, some different causes of PTSD, different causes of trauma, um, different aspects of abuse than the first Wounded Spirits book covers that you released. And um, I think there's a lot of practical that's covered in this new book. Um, you know, this is this is something we're using now um, with some of our camps. And it just covers some broad range for ladies. Um, I know we cover loss in there, going through the loss of a loved one. Um, and that hits guys hard too, but that's that's something that I think is very helpful. We cover narcissism, what's that what that looks like, um, 
And people need to know these things. People need to know that what is being presented to them as normal is abnormal and it is abuse and it is sin and it is dead wrong. And, um, you know, people can't, can't fight a battle. They're not equipped with, with the weapons to fight. And I think one of the, the wonderful things about this, this, Help for Wounded Spirits series is it opens your eyes, it gives you answers to maybe things you're facing, but then also it gives you the equipment, um, something that's in the back of, is it in the back of all the workbooks? I can't remember, but the put off, put on principles it is. of it verses, is. I think is huge. It Where you're not just being told, stop doing this, you're being equipped with what God wants you to put in its place. And that's huge. And we're in a spiritual war. If you just are constantly, um, constantly going on the offensive and you don't know what to put in the, you know, as, as you take back ground, so to speak, that Satan has gained in your life um, of putting off sin or putting off, getting away from abuse, knowing what to put in its place, building those towers of truth in the place of those satanic strongholds is vital if you're going to have victory in in the Christian life. So anyway, just some plugs for the book that I'm I'm really excited about. I'm excited too. And and uh, with that, Stephanie, would you go ahead and do the reading this morning on Psalm 51? Sure. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me throughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be just, justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desiredst truth in the inward parts, and in the inward part thou, thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God. Thou God of my salvation and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O God, thou wilt not despise. Do good in thy do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then shall they offer bullocks upon thine altar. Yeah. Wow. And there's, you know, there's so much going on. I think we need to remember that as we started out that psalm, we see dirt and we see cleanse me. And remember in Jewish tradition, especially in that day, uh, bathing, new clothes. It represented a new beginning. And 
And David had went through a lot with Beersheba and Uriah, and it's his own fault. He saw, you know, and what's Beersheba doing, you know, bathing when the window opens so the king can see her? I mean, if you do stuff like that, I mean, not that David should have had anything to do with her. So David has an affair with a married lady whose husband's a soldier on the front line. David sends for him to come home because he was afraid that he got her pregnant so that this soldier, yeah, that this soldier would know his wife in a biblical way. And then he would think the baby is his and David would be, that's the way sin is, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it, it's like dirt to the body, you know? So we scrub that dirt off. We have to cleanse ourselves from the sin. We have to represent that new beginning. So he, so Uriah was sent, uh, he came back, Uriah had to be sent to the battlefield and he was killed. And, uh, and so here we are, I mean, this is not good. And David is recognizing that though. He's saying, you know, I'm kind of a worm. I mean, I'm, I have this dirt all over me that I need to be cleansed from. And I, I mean, when you think about this case, Stephanie, what comes to your mind? Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is when you know the background of this story is once you've told one lie, you got to keep going. You have to keep either you confess it and forsake it or you have to keep the ball rolling. And I have, <laughs> this is very real because I have watched this happen in real life where one lie is told and then the lies keep growing. The whole web has to keep being spun larger and larger and larger to keep all, and it, and it, it leads to narcissism because you have to stay in utter control of everything and everyone around you to keep all of your lies intact, to keep your web from being at all damaged. And this is what narcissists are. And David, sin will lead to that spirit. You let that evil spirit in when you choose to cover sin. And David was dealing with this here. And, um, you know, God, God brought Nathan to David and through Nathan, God rebuked David, confronted him with his sin. And David broke after he was confronted with his sin. And he realized at that point that God could have struck him by the law. David deserved to be stoned to death on multiple counts. He deserved the death penalty because of what he had done with Bathsheba and because of what he had done with Uriah. And that's what God confronted him with. And David, you deserve to die for this. And out of David's own mouth, he gave his own death sentence. When Nathan looks at him and says, thou art the man. And so the first thing that I would say coming out of this is, Doug, that hits me is if, if you're covering sin, if, if you have created a web to cover one lie, to cover one sin. Yeah. It always you either confess it and forsake it, or you keep spinning that web. You keep destroying your life more and more. You destroy others around you. And you know, David was a king. He was a quote unquote godly man. David, after, you know, after sin with Bathsheba, after he gives the orders for Uriah to be taken to the front of the line and then everyone else to draw back, knowing that it would result in Uriah's death, he gave Uriah a death sentence. After all that, David looked still looked great on the outside. He yeah. was still performing as a great Christian, to put it in today's terms. He was still 
a great Christian leader. Doing, and yet, saying all the right things, doing all the right yeah, things. Yeah, he was still sacrificing all of this. But God saw all of this. And who, 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 what Christian today has the gall to think that God hasn't seen the stuff they're covering? Yeah. And, you know, it makes me tremble, um, especially, you know, you and I, we work with these situations where we find out stuff I'd prefer not to know. I prefer not to know that that yeah. people in whatever realm of leadership they're in are doing some of the heinous stuff they're doing. Yeah. But it leaves me going to God saying, search me, oh God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts because we are all capable of doing what David did. Right. None of us is more spiritual than him. And to ask God to create in us that clean heart and to come before him, begging him for his mercy on us. And, you know, when David says, wash me truly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin, God's given us his whole word. David didn't have the whole word of God the way we do. That's right. But I think one of the ways that the Holy Spirit of God washes us is by us spending time, you know, if you're spending time in God's word, not just reading it to mark off a, a stupid chart because a chart doesn't make you doesn't mean you have a walk with God checking off a checklist does not mean in any way shape or form you have a walk with God but where you go to his word with this cry of wash me cleanse me yeah purge me wash me he says wash me several times there create in me a clean heart he will use his word to do that Jesus said sanctify them through thy truth sanctify means to purify to cleanse Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And Jesus prayed that for us in John 17, knowing that we would need that, knowing that we would need God the Father. We would need that Holy Spirit as that constant helper in our lives to help us to stay clean, to help us stay purged from sin. And um, this, psalm is, this psalm is precious because it's... It's David humbling himself before God, and that is what God is looking for. He is looking for the person who is willing to break, the person that's willing to repent. David repented. This wasn't remorse. He had come to that point of acknowledging and saying about his sin what God said about his sin. And that's what repentance is. Repentance isn't, um, oh, I messed up. You know, I've heard I've heard it said, you know, of people that I know that are narcissists and they saying, well, I, I maybe messed up or I maybe didn't do everything perfect in that realm. It's like, no, how about you be honest and call your sin what God calls it? Yeah. And, and again, stop sin, trying to sugarcoat it. That's right. Sin's like dirt. You got to be cleansed from it. You yeah. got to wash repentance, yourself from it. Repentance does not sugarcoat sin. That's right. And and so those first seven verses really coming right out of the shoot he's wash me cleanse me get this dirt of this sin off me get yeah. this scourge off me you know make me clean lord and and then he gets to the point where then he wants to be restored and you want to talk about a picture of a biblical uh promise here and relationship as he goes to god and then says restore me you know make me the godly person i was i messed up with uh, uh beersheba and uriah and you know i've messed all that up but restore me and so then he spends those verses, he sits there and talks about being restored, but I like the best, I like those last verses that you read, 13 through 19, where David wants to be used again. 
So he wants to be cleansed. He wants to be restored. And now he wants to get to the point where I want to be used. I want to be used of God. And, mm-hmm. and brethren, some of you are listening to me today and you need to be cleansed. Yeah. You need to seek a cleansing from God. You need to get that dirt of that sin off you. And then you got to go get restoration from God. He'll give it to you. And you got to be restored. And then you do what David does as he praises him, as he does these things. He's finally at the point, use me, God. I know people are always saying, well, God won't use me. God's not doing anything in my life. Well, God's not going to use you till you cleanse the dirt off, till you wash the dirt off, till you get rid of the sin, till you get rid of the scourge, to those bad. Then God will use you, brethren. And uh, and you're not going to be restored until you cleanse. You can't go backwards in these steps. You you yep. can't skip step one to go to step three or step one and two. You got to have step one, then step two. You can't move around. You got to be cleansed. And you know, maybe there's something in your life. David had to die daily of the things of this world. I mean, Paul. And and so David's going through the same concept here back in Psalms, thousands of years earlier before Paul. And, uh, and, and here's the rules, folks. You want to feel better? You want to do better? Go to God, get washed, get cleansed. Yeah. And then yeah. get restored. And then he'll use you. And I well, mean, this is yeah. the same, this same step. I think these same steps too, God lays out the pattern um, for, for what it looks like to be made whole, what it really means, you know, after you have sinned against God, you've sinned against a person, you have to take these steps. And, you know, when we're speaking to this, speaking to, you know, many people who have been through trauma, they've been through maybe abusive situations, they've been through situations where a person has be it emotionally, mentally, physically, however, spiritually has abused them. And that person wants to just go to the restore, you know, let's just get along. Let's all just be one happy family. And a person's not willing to go through those steps for what a restoration looks like. Restore is at the end of the process. Restoration of a relationship is at the end of the process. And I think it's very important for an abuser to, re- to, re- to realize if you have hurt someone, if you have lied to someone, if you've broken someone's trust, you don't even have to go to the level of quote unquote abuse. If you have lied to someone, if you have deceived someone. Or lied about someone. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just <laughs> think everything should be hunky dory. You need to read Psalm 51. Because God makes it very clear what the process is to be. There has to be that cleansing. There has to be that seeking of forgiveness. That This is a process. You know, forgiveness is offered. But if you don't repent of your sin and seek that forgiveness, that forgiveness is not received and it is not put on your account. Yeah, yeah. I think that's very important as we, as we you know, think of the demographic here of people listening um, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Oh God, thou wilt not despise going to someone who you've hurt and saying there was just a, sh- a small misunderstanding between us is not a spirit of a broken and a contrite heart. That is pride and arrogancy, and that's re- that's remorse at best. Yeah. That is not repentance. And um, I truly believe there there's no way David did not have seasons of remorse over what he had done in that year. 
between when Uriah died and he took Bathsheba as his wife to when Nathan confronted him, I firmly believe there had to have been moments that David felt great remorse for what he had done, but it didn't count as repentance. Yeah. Yeah. And David had to come to that point of brokenness over what he had done. Yeah. and, And that's the principle. That's the picture. The practical side is when the prophet approaches you, the pastor, yeah. the friend, whoever, when Nathan comes to you, you're Nathan, and said, dude, you messed up. You need to get right. David gets right. I mean, he's publicly okay. saying things in uh, verse 14. I mean, David gets right. He puts it out there. And uh, and that's what we need to do. So the practical side is, folks, is we need a cleansing probably every day from the sin of this world. Yeah. I mean, granted, we're not having affairs with a woman across the street who left a curtain and window open so the king could see her call her over and, and uh, uh, or go see her. Uh, I mean, but we all need cleansing. We all, all of us need to be restored. We need restoration. God is about restoring people. God is yeah. about restoring, uh, restor, you know, uh, relationships and those restoration processes. And then God will use you. He used David here. So as we're looking through this, Stephanie, I mean, what song is coming to your mind? Are you at a place where you're thinking things like nothing but the blood of Jesus? I mean, what song is on your heart? I was going to go with Search Me, O God. Okay. You're the song is person. That, okay. Okay. I'm going to do the, the um, I don't know. I might just do all three verses. They're very, They're pretty short. Search me, O God, and know my heart today. Try me, O Savior, know my thoughts, I pray. See if there be some wicked way in me. Cleanse me from every sin and set me free. I praise thee, Lord, for cleansing me from sin. Fulfill thy word and make me pure within. Fill me with fire where once I burned with shame. Grant my desire to magnify thy name. Lord, take my life and make it wholly thine. Fill my poor heart with thy great love divine. Take all my will, my passion, self, and pride. I now surrender, Lord, in me abide. Boy, that's great. Thank you so much. Hey, listen to everything Eric's got to say to you today. Remember, go to God, get cleansed. Go to God, get cleansed, get restored, and get God to use you. Beg him to use you. He will. He'll set you out there. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.